In the book of First Chronicles 12.32, the Bible speaks about a group of men known as the sons of Issachar. Due to their response to the unique and perilous times in which they lived, Scripture defines them as men who understood their times and knew what to do. Well, as circumstances around the globe continue to draw stark parallels to the events leading up to the end times as recorded in the book of Revelation and other prophetic books in Scripture, we parents might be wise to, at the very least, begin to understand our times and better prepare ourselves and our kids for what to do should we actually be living in the end times. A parental take on what could be and how to deal with it. That's next on License to Parent. Hello and welcome once again to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy, a year-long Christ-centered residential program helping teens in crisis and their families. I'm Rich Rosel, and our host on Licensed to Parent is Trace Embry, the founder and director of Shepherds Hill. And uh, Trace, you know, it's not every day that we think about living our last days, mm-hmm. uh, but it is something that we we need to take a glance at occasionally, maybe even regularly when we consider everything that's been taking place in the world lately. Yeah. You know, I think this is even more true uh, for those of us who still have kids at home. Uh, because if we're responsible before God uh, for protecting our kids and preparing them for, for their future, and I think eternity might qualify as their future, uh, <laughs> then I'd also think that uh, we would uh, be held responsible to, to help them recognize and, and prepare them for the return of Christ. Mm-hmm. And, and I've got to confess that uh, I have not been the best at helping my kids in this area. Eschatology is just a subject that I find uh, confusing and speculative, I guess my philosophy has always been if I just stay ready, uh, I've got nothing to be concerned about, whatever you think of that. But maybe because it's my weakest area of biblical knowledge, I just don't have the confidence to intelligently uh, and or adequately uh, pass it on to my kids like I probably should. Uh, But this much I do know, Rich, and this much I do pass on to my kids— we're close. Yeah. We're close. And I know Christians have been saying this forever, uh, uh, but a lot has developed just in the past few decades in our lifetime, as we were talking about before the, the program, that should move all of us into having some very serious conversations with our kids about the imminent return of Jesus Christ. And that's exactly uh, what I'd like to draw out of our conversation with our guest mm-hmm. today. Well, today's guest is someone who is said to be able to make complex topics understandable and enjoyable, so hopefully he'll do just that for us, Trace. And uh, as we were talking with him as well, so often when you see people who talk about end times, ah, boy, their approach to it can be anywhere from very conservative and realistic and responsible to way off the deep end. Mm -hmm. And you don't know that, but I think our our guest today is very balanced, and you know we hope will bring a balanced understanding to how you and your family can uh, can understand and and talk about this uh, with your kids. Mm-hmm. Carl Gallops is our guest. He's the senior pastor of Hickory Hammock Baptist Church in Milton, Florida. He's an Amazon Top 60 best-selling author. He's a conservative talk radio host, and he's also a member of the Board of Regents at the University of Mobile in Mobile, Alabama. Carl is a former decorated Florida law enforcement officer. Trace, you can relate to that, being a former police officer yourself. Mm -hmm. He's a graduate of the Florida Police Training Academy, Florida State University, and the New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary. He's been featured on many media outlets and has written for the Jewish Voice Today magazine, Skywatch magazine, WND.com, that's also known as WorldNet Daily, and uh, several local and regional newspapers. He also serves, by the way, as a frequent political 
and biblical commentator for WND. And today, we are hoping to discuss biblical prophecy pertaining to the end times, because as parents, as Trace mentioned, we need to be having these discussions with our families so that we'll be aware of the signs and understand the times. Carl has addressed much of this in his book, When the Lion Roars, that was published last year by WND Books, a division of WorldNet Daily. Well, Carl, welcome to the Licensed Apparent Broadcast. Trace, Rich, thank you so much for having me. And listen, thank you for all of your kind words of introduction. And and yes, my, my passion is to be balanced and contextual and level-headed. So uh, hopefully, and, and, and hopefully a little entertaining as well. So hopefully we'll accomplish all of that today. Awesome. Well, I mentioned eschatology and I'm weak in that area, but... W- for those of us in our, in our listening audience who um, aren't familiar with the term, what is eschatology? And, and wh- how do you spell it? Yeah. I, well, I don't know how to spell it. I can barely spell my own name, but that's what my wife says. No, but eschatology, E-S-C-H-A-T-O-L-O-G-Y, I think, eschatology, it's the study of the end times, the study of last days. It's the study of how it's all going to come to culmination according to the scriptures. That's what eschatology is. And, and, so, and then well, why is it so important for parents to understand it themselves and then teach it to their kids? Yeah, well, it is. And it, it, and look, here's the balanced approach. And, and, and first, let me just tell your audience, I know you guys know this, but your audience may not. I spent, as you just said, 10 years in Florida law enforcement, two different sheriff's offices, uh, some of that uh, in criminal investigations, and then 31 years as a pastor of one church on the Gulf Coast, a good-sized church down here on the Gulf Coast, so 40 years of life experience. And so I approach life from an investigative standpoint. I, mm-hmm. I approach the scriptures this way. I try to stay as balanced as possible. And I know people that might disagree with some of my interpretation would say that I'm not balanced, but that's a matter of, uh, you know, personal interpretation. But the bottom line is this. We are now living in the most prophetic days since the first coming of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. We're living just on the other side of the return of Israel. I mean, we're right at the 70th anniversary of the return of Israel. Mm -hmm. There are many, many people still alive on the face of the earth who were living when Israel was born, a 2,600-year-old prophecy that came alive. We're the first generation in history to see it. We're living on the other side of that. We're living on the other side of World War I, World War II. We're on the verge of a World War III. Mm. Um, That's what world leaders are saying. I certainly don't hope for it, but the Bible says there will be a World War III scenario sometime before the return of the Lord. So we are living on the other side of Arab Spring, the rise of ISIS, the collapse of international borders, Russia showing up in the Middle East in a collapsing Syria in an irreconcilable civil war, China showing up in the Middle East, giving its military support and troops to Russia, Uh, Russia making a compact with Iran, the ancient nation of Persia. Mm -hmm. Some people think Russia is making Magog. Ezekiel 38 speaks of Magog and Persia making a compact in the last days, mm-hmm. which will eventually uh, result in them coming against Israel. We're living in a time of North Korea stirring up the international community, provoking it to a World War III scenario. North Korea is tied at the hip to China. China's tied at the hip to Russia, which is tied at the hip to Iran. And in the midst of that, Turkey is collapsing into an Islamic caliphate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and then, that, and that, and then 
when you consider the exponential growth rate of, of revelation technologies, transhumanism, CRISPR-Cas9, genetic editing, uh, drones, killer drones, sex robots, and on and on it goes. Mm. We are living in very prophetic times with Israel's return being the time clock, uh, the, the, the marking point. And that's why I say we're living in the most prophetic times since the first coming of Jesus Christ. So yeah. we would be remiss if we didn't teach our children these things and if we didn't teach our children to live sober, holy lives, as the scripture says. And, and as little as I know about eschatology, 60 years old, and all my life I've been hearing people say the Lord could come tonight. And a lot of prophecies have been fulfilled since uh, Israel became a state. But when you look back, I, I guess, would I be wrong in saying that no, Jesus couldn't have come you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago because the temple hadn't been rebuilt. But other than the temple needing to be rebuilt, is there anything else that is hindering the Lord from coming tonight? Well, brother, listen, you just raised an issue that would take an hour for me to do an a, a, a in-depth biblical study. And I have done that. And people can go to my website, carlgallops.com. There is a, an article that outlines every scripture in the Bible that might even allude to this. And I give a biblical understanding. But the quick answer is this. Nowhere in the Bible does it say anything like in the last days before the return of the Lord, there must be a literal temple complex similar to the second and first temple on the Temple Mount in downtown Jerusalem. Nowhere does it say that. Hmm. Again, my balance, though, is, look, I always leave room for the return of the Lord tonight. I always leave room for the possibility of a temple going up in Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. But dealing with what the Scripture says is what I try to do coming from my investigative mind. And so uh, the bottom line is this. Again, the Bible's clear. There will be a generation that sees the rise of a global world government. There will be a generation that actually sees the Antichrist. There mm -hmm. will be a generation that sees the return of the Lord. There will be a generation that sees a World War III break out in the Middle East aimed at Israel. The Bible's clear about all of those things. And all I'm saying is, we're the first generation in 2,600 years that's on the other side of the return of Israel, and we're 70 years into it now. Mm -hmm. And given everything else that's going on in the world, wow, we had better teach our children. We had better teach them the right. times in which we're living. And go on. And I tell Christians, look, plan for the future. Save for retirement. Uh, get a career. Go to school. Enjoy your hobbies. But don't let the things of the world consume you. Don't go up on a right. mountain, put on a white sheet, and wait on the return of the Lord. Don't go hide in the woods and crawl under a log and eat grubs. <laughs> but... But get on with life. We are ambassadors for the kingdom. We yeah. are to be the salt and the light. This is our generation. This is our lifetime. This is our mission. We have been raised up for such a time as this. We're living in very prophetic times. Mm -hmm. And shame on us if we don't give our children and equip our children with this knowledge. Amen. When Scripture says all eyes will see him, do you see the advent of smartphones as being a way that, that this could actually happen? Because uh, I've often wondered, uh, well, if he's coming into Jerusalem, I, it's it's a long way to see from here in North Georgia. Do you see technology uh, uh, playing a role in this whole thing? 
Yes, absolutely. And, and you said, do I see it with smartphones? Let me just answer it like this. I see it with whatever exponential growth rate of technology will have yeah, occurred when he comes. Yeah. Because when, listen, when television first went, you know, ubiquitous and started becoming uh, apparent in almost everyone's living rooms, mm-hmm. um, that in and of itself would have been enough. But the problem was we didn't have live television and we only had two or three channels with an antenna and not everybody in the world had it. Right. But we're now living in the time where internet is practically ubiquitous. I mean, mm-hmm. it's in the jungles no, of the is. Amazon and yep. Africa. Uh, we're living in a time where satellite TV and radio is ubiquitous. It's mm-hmm. in the jungles of Africa and the Amazon. We're living in a time where cell phones are ubiquitous. Listen, my son, and uh, he does a lot of missions. He's a pastor. I'm, I do a ton of missions. He was in Guatemala last year. In fact, I write about this in my book, When the Lion Roars, in the midst of a native tribe in the depths of the Guatemalan jungle who told him we seldom see white people we you know and here's my son a white guy mm-hmm. he's building uh, houses for them and he said everybody there including the children were running around with cell phones yeah. now they're so far in the jungle that they seldom even see white people but they all have cell phones And when my son, Brandon, asked them about it, they said, oh, the government bought these for us. Mm. And then when they walked down the little dirt road to their little village bank and sitting on the counter was a biometric scanning device that all of the villagers were required to scan their biometric identity before they could make a withdrawal or a deposit. Mm. This is going on in the jungles of Guatemala where they never see white people. So that's, yes, technology is going to be a huge part of the great delusion of the last days that the Bible speaks about and about revealing things like, you know, the coming of the Lord and or the Antichrist, yeah. you know, uh, the whole world will see him. The whole world will be forced to take a mark, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And, so, and to yeah. think that this, this technology was is, is less than 10 years old. I mean, that's the that's the freaky part about this. We think this stuff's been around forever. It's 10 years old, not even not even 10 years old. Yeah. So the bottom line is technology is important, but you're right. It's only a few decades old. All of it, all of mm. the things we take for granted now, just a couple of decades old. We are talking today with uh, Carl Gallups, the senior pastor of Hickory Hammock Baptist Church in Milton, Florida. Uh, Carl is also a conservative talk radio host and author of a book we're discussing, When the Lion Roars. And we are diving deep headfirst into uh, End Times Conversation because it's so important that you as a parent be familiar with this information, especially in the times we're living in today, but even more so that you uh, bring your, your family in on these conversations and especially that you, uh, that you teach your children well so that they can be prepared for end times as well. This is Licensed to Parent. Our conversation continues in just a moment, so stay right where you are. We'll be right back. Everywhere we go, we're surrounded by screens. Have we entered into a techno-utopia or a virtual prison? Prison. Prison. Is our social experience richer and deeper or more shallow and artificial? Discover insightful answers to these questions in the documentary DVD, Captivated, Finding Freedom in a Media-Captive Culture. You'll learn from media experts, church leaders, and inspiring individuals and families from across the country, including Trace Embry and students from Shepherds Hill Academy. Most importantly, you'll discover how God's Word addresses the unique media challenges we face today. 
captivated finding freedom in a media captive culture available in the store at licensedtoparent.org proceeds benefit the shepherds hill academy scholarship fund teen rebellion depression addiction rage cutting and suicide are destroying our families today but there is a way out Shepherd's Hill Academy offers a 12-month Christ-centered nonprofit residential program where kids are being transformed with a biblical worldview and often medication-free. Christian apologist Ravi Zacharias is just one of many Christian leaders who understands what's happening at Shepherd's Hill Academy. It really is such an honor to come alongside Shepherd's Hill Ministries and licensed parents to rescue those who have been seduced along the way. I cannot gainsay how important this is, and to get behind a ministry like this, one will find the rewards to be extremely powerful in changing society. Get the help you need at Shepherd's Hill Academy. Go to helpmytroubledteen.org, helpmytroubledteen.org. Welcome back to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy. And we're talking today about end times prophecies and the importance of you as a parent sharing this information with your kids, with your family, and developing a biblical worldview toward all things that we face in families, including the coming return of Christ. Today's guest on Licensed to Parent is Carl Gallups. He's the senior pastor of Hickory Hammock Baptist Church in Milton, Florida, and also author of the book we're talking about today, When the Lion Roars. And as Carl said earlier, he's only able to give the nickel version of this. If you want the full buck fifty version of this, uh, you'll find it in his book, which is available online at Amazon and Barnes and Noble. And elsewhere, and and Carl, I, I gotta ask this, I guess, because I've I've wrestled with this myself. Um, you know, I say, okay, I've I've accepted Christ as my Savior, and I've uh, you know I I live by faith, but at the same time, whether Christ returns today or returns a million years from now, that's not going to change my salvation. And and a lot of other parents kind of feel this way too. So, what counsel do you have for parents? who either aren't interested or maybe aren't concerned or feel that they're not equipped to uh, talk to their kids about that. Uh, how do you rouse an interest in them for, for talking about this topic? Yeah, okay. Well, the balance is the statement you made about whether it's now or a million years from now. Yeah, you No, know, that, that's a true statement, and that's a fact. And so I'm going to live for the Lord. But the truth is we're only here for 70 or 80, maybe 90 years if we're blessed. And there's no guarantee of that. I mean, you know, I mean, I've done funerals of children and teenagers and young adults. And so the bottom line is our life is brief. And mm-hmm. so we are to live it for advancing the kingdom of Jesus Christ while we're here, regardless of when he returns. He will return. All right. But in answer to your question about... You know, but so why is it important and what should parents do? Well, but it's important to know the times in which we live. Jesus condemned the Pharisees because they couldn't get that right, and he condemned them for it. And he said, you, you need to know the times in which you're living. That's a biblical command out of the mouth of Jesus himself. Secondly, it helps to prepare our kids. We're one of the few nations in the world, one of the few civilizations in the world in our time that has the, the luxury 
of saying we don't care about prophecy because so far, you know, in the last 50 years, we've lived in such opulent wealth and power right. uh, that we, you know, but, but listen, our brothers and sisters in North Korea, there are 80,000 in prisons because of their faith. In China, mm-hmm. millions of Christians are in the underground church because the government will persecute them, put them in prison. Um, in the Middle East, if you even say you're a Christian right now, your head comes off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in America, we sit back and say, oh, why should we worry about prophecy? Well, I tell you what, the rest of our brothers and sisters around the world, not only do they think about it, but they understand mm-hmm. we're living in the midst of it. Yeah. And so I say to American parents especially, please don't neglect your children, the preparation, the mental and spiritual and maybe even physical preparation for the times in which we're living. Everything can turn on a dime tomorrow. And I'm not being an alarmist. I'm just saying we, we don't know right. what's next around the corner. And, mm-hmm. and it could turn on a dime Listen, generations before us went through World War II, the Great Depression, World War I, the Civil War. There were 600,000 Americans. We killed each other Mm -hmm. on our own front lawns. So, I mean, you know, brother, Ferguson, Missouri, civil unrest broke out overnight. People were on their way to church, I mean, to school and on their way to grocery stores. And the next thing you know, for months, they couldn't even leave their houses. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we we would be foolish not to tell our kids, look, we're living in very prophetic times. Uh, We're living in perhaps some precarious times, but let's get on with our lives. Let's be sane and rational, but let's be biblically prepared. Let's know the word of God and let's minister this truth to the world around. Us. Yeah, mm. and and putting things back in perspective of the, of, uh, of parenting, um, in, in light of what does seem to be brewing with respect to Islamic terrorists, uh, the current issue in, in uh, Syria, North Korea, Pakistan, China, Russia, and U.S. relations with these and, and other places around the world, how how should a parent or mom, uh, in particular, respond to their unsaved seventeen-year-old son who says he wants to join the Marines? Yeah. Well, listen, every generation has had to make those choices. And the ultimate answer is that that's between you, your family, your kids, the Lord, your relationship with each other, your relationship with the Lord. But the bottom line is uh, just speaking from a logistical, practical standpoint, um, I don't know of any war wherein any parent willingly sent their children off and said, okay, this is the perfect war. This will be a non-messy war. Uh, this war is totally just. It's, it's, it's everything about it is perfect. So son, daughter, head on off to war. I give you my blessings. I don't know that that's ever happened in the history of the world. Uh, the bottom line is if we're going to continue to live in freedom in the United States of America, then 1% of our population over the years has usually served to protect the 99% of the rest Mm -hmm. of us. They've made ultimate sacrifices. Most of us honor them for that. And it's a tough decision and Mm -hmm. parents are going to have to make that. But the bottom line is freedom is not free. Freedom is not cheap. It is costly. And sometimes people are called to make sacrifices. Mm -hmm. And, and, and so, you know, and in today's military, in today's world, joining the military does not mean you're going to be in a foxhole in a trench somewhere necessarily. It could mean that, but there are so many, many tens of thousands of places of service in the military that are not in direct harm's way with all the technology we have now. Uh, but, but you know, it, it just as, as a patriot, and I'm a father and a grandfather, so I'm not saying these words lightly, right. but um, I say, generally speaking, 
uh, if, if, you know, that is an honorable thing to do. But again, it depends on circumstances and it depends on the family and, and what the Lord is, is speaking to you. But, yeah. and you underst- know, understanding if, but, the but times. if everybody said, I'm not going to serve, then we would have lost our nation and our lives a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do the folks who have built bunkers and stored three years of water and food, uh, do they have more faith than the rest of us or less? Well, here's the thing. You know, people say, listen, I'm just going to have faith in the Lord. I'm not going to worry about making any preparations. And then I say to that person, okay, then cancel all of your insurance policies. Uh, get rid of all your fire extinguishers and burglar alarms. Do not lock the doors of your house anymore. Leave your keys in your car. Um, tell everybody your bank account numbers, et cetera, et cetera. Well, well, well no, I'm not going to do that. Why? Well, because you're preparing. Life is right. preparedness. The Bible tells God's people to be prepared. The early church had to take up collections for other people and to help people. And they had to help each other. Some members of the early church were were selling everything they had to help other people who weren't prepared because they were under severe persecution and famines and earthquakes and everything. And that's in the Bible. All that's in the Bible. So we're called to be prepared. Now, the balance is, you, you hear me continually use the word balance. The balance is we're not to live stupidly like that. You know, we don't go off in the woods, crawl under a log and eat grubs and say, I'm waiting for the world to end. (laughs) But we should be prepared. And listen, I live on the Gulf Coast. I live in the middle of Hurricane Alley. And other people live in flood zones or earthquake zones or tornado zones or snowstorm zones. And I tell folks, look, you, you should always, but the people in Ferguson, they didn't know they would have to shelter in place for months. But some of them were prepared and some of them weren't. So I tell people, just be prepared to kind of have to stay in your home for a week or two, have food, have medicine, have toilet paper and toothpaste and water, things like that. And if you want to go further than that, feel free. Just don't be crazy about it and don't tell other people that they're crazy if they don't. But for those who say, you know, I'm just going to live by faith, please remember that's a cop out. Yeah, faith is also uh, often uh, confused with presumption. Our model here is pray for the best, prepare for the worst. I know we're about out of time here, Carl. I'm going to try to squeeze in one more question because a lot of people claim the world's going to end in a fireball. Is that scriptural? Uh, How will it end as you see it? Well, Second Peter, uh, Peter writes about how the earth and everything in it will eventually be consumed by fire. And it says the elements will melt away. And I think what Peter is referring to is before the coming of the new heaven and the new earth and the restitution and the restoration of all things. So there's something cataclysmic that will happen. But it will, if I understand the scriptures correctly, and I could be wrong here, but if I, if I get the timeline correctly, that would be one of the very last things before the new heaven and the new earth. Prior to that, the scriptures appear to be pretty clear that there is a, a, a reign on earth. Jesus Christ will judge the nations. We will judge the nations and angels with the Lord, the Bible says, and Paul says, and Jesus says. So yes, it will eventually end in a fireball, apparently, according to Second Peter, uh, but I think that that is at the end of all things uh, when the Lord recreates the paradise that was meant to be from the beginning. Well, Carl, we are out of time today, and I know you're, you are pressed because you've got other interviews that you're doing today, but thanks so much for sharing what you shared. Yes, and uh, we will definitely point our listeners once again to your book, When the Lion Roars, because as you said, you're giving the short answers today with us, but uh, 
If you want to go far more in depth, please check out Carl's book, When the Lion Roars, available online at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and elsewhere. And Carl, thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah. yeah. Trace and Rich, it's my honor. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Thank you for the ministry you're doing, and thank you for giving me a voice today. God bless you both. God and bless you, you as well. And if you'd like to uh, find out more about Carl and his ministry and his other work, you can go to carlgallops.com. That's C-A-R-L, Carl Gallops, G-A-L-L-U-P-S, carlgallops.com. And, of course, this is Licensed to Parent. You'll find us online at licensedtoparent.org. Remember that the work we do here on Licensed to Parent is an extension of the work done every day inside the gates of Shepherd's Hill Academy, which is a year-long Christ-centered residential program for teens in crisis. We'd like to see that work continue, and we hope that you can help. You can do so by making your tax-deductible gift to help keep this radio program on the air and to provide scholarships to families who can't afford residential care on their own. That helps them get the help they need for a teen in crisis. So please help today. You can give securely online when you visit LicensedToParent.org and click the Donate button. Again, LicensedToParent.org. Our program coordinator on Licensed to Parent is Daniel Fazina. Our technical producer is Carl Peets. For Trace Embry, I'm Rich Rosl, inviting you to tell a fellow parent about us, and then both of you join us again next time to renew your Licensed to Parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. See you next time.